0: Hi, welcome to the podcast. I am Joe Posnanski, and with me is Michael Shore. Michael, welcome.
1: Thank you for having me,
0: Joe. You're welcome. You're now,
1: welcome. Can I explain why I just said thank you for having me, Joe, instead of Joe, thanks for having me, which I usually do.
0: Yes, I'd like I'd like I'd like to know what the difference is.
1: I was I was dragged, as the kids say, on Twitter recently because the song, the our intro song, podcast, podcast, it ends with <laughs> thank you for having me, Joe. And someone dragged me on Twitter by saying, when I say, Joe, thanks for having me, it makes it seem like I'm, I'm like contradicting the music.
0: Oh, wow. And I oh, never wow.
1: thought about that before. And as you know, the last thing I want to do is contradict my own theme song.
0: Of course. I mean, that goes <laughs> without <I'm> saying. <laughs>
1: so from <laughs> now on, if I remember, which I won't, but uh, I intend to always say thank you for having me, Joe, so that it matches the intro theme song.
0: Wow. That's very thoughtful of you, by the way we're to, already to,
1: this is already like a groundbreaking podcast and we're <laughs> just getting started.
0: Okay, so here's the thing I think about the podcast. We we often we often you know say negative things about our own show because we know it's terrible uh and all of that. But I think one thing that we have been consistently uh good about from the very beginning, from the very first podcast has been I think we've been very honest with our listeners, right? I mean I don't feel like we've ever we're very we're very upfront we don't lie to them we tell you this show is going to be terrible and we might not even record it and and whatever we're we're very honest i think we need to be honest up front and tell people this show has a chance to be the biggest disaster we've ever had (laughs) I, i just think we ought to be able to just let them know before we even get started like you're listening to this and you think it's going to be this kind of a real typical disaster but we have a chance to to make this a, a very special disaster. I think you're right.
1: This could be a, a super exciting, uh, <laughs> tr- like, a, like a groundbreaking disaster. But before we get into why it is going to be a disaster, we should do our Browns update, right? Absolutely. Let's do that first.
0: Let's do the Browns update. Let's check in on the Cleveland Browns. How are they doing? So the Browns... Um, they lost uh, again. Uh, they're 0-14 now, and uh, they lost pretty convincingly to uh, the Baltimore Ravens, uh, who are the one team that you would like them to beat because the Ravens were the Browns at one point, uh, and, and they've since gone on and won Super Bowls and done all sorts of things that the Browns will never, ever do, and, and they're annoying and horrifying. But they had no chance, and they played terribly. And then afterward, the game was just, you know, was awful. And then, all right, so that's bad enough that I had to endure that. Then I get an email, a text, I guess, from you right? saying, oh my God, the NFL is so stupid. It's so stupid. It's just a stupid, stupid league. Right. And I'm like, well, of course it is. Yeah. I mean, that goes without saying, I don't know specifically what you're referring to. And then you told <laughs> me specifically what you're referring to and made me Go and look at the highlights at the end of the Patriots Steelers game, um, and I'm the worst for it. It's it. You've broken me. You've totally broken me.
1: Yeah, I uh, I think that the like the, it was a punishment, <laughs> and for me because of what happened was I uh, as you as we have talked about, I have not watched the NFL this year, nor have you. You've watched Browns games. I have not watched right. almost anything. I've really really watched almost no football. But, you know, Patriots-Steelers week 15, uh, you know, winner likely gets home field or is in the driver's seat for home field. Huge, huge game. It's a, like, yeah, it's, it's those things where it's like, look, I, I, I had, I got, I, basically what happened, Joe, is I had a weakness. Like I was at my, <laughs> I had a weakness and it was exposed. And my weakness went something like this. It was like Patriots-Steelers, you know, how many more games does Tom Brady have that are like big, these huge games? Uh, like sure, I, I his, sure. he's 40 years old and who knows? And, you know, blah, blah, blah. I tune into the game and I uh I see the dumbest I mean a thing that benefits my team a thing right. that like that that 10 years ago I would have been giddy and jumping up and down and so happy <laughs> but it brought me no joy at all it it brought me nothing but sadness because the NFL did it did it to me again where there is a thing that happens in basketball if you dunk a basketball Nine hundred and ninety-nine thousand <laughs> nine hundred and ninety-nine times out of a million, it's like congratulations, you dunked a basketball. You dunked the ball,
0: yes. Every dunk.
1: every single touchdown, every single play in the NFL is now litigated and observed oh, and and parsed. And I and it's one of those like I it you've been anti replay your whole life, I, yes. I believe. Yes, and I have often yelled at you and said that's uh that's absurd like they got to get the calls right that's the only thing that matters is the, that you got to get the calls right and now I've gone the other way now i'm <laughs> like this it should just be it should go back i'd rather have calls missed than have what happened in that game happen even though it benefited my team for the simple reason that you, everybody knew that was a touchdown that's just a touchdown i don't yeah. care i don't care how you just define it or describe it or the survive the ground or the football move or the securing the ball or the whatever. It's just that we it's like at some point it's like it's like Sassine Pazun Peep. It's like, yes, that's a pipe. I'm sorry, that's a pipe. Like it looks like it's a painting of a pipe and that's a pipe. And so I I I feel like I had a moment of weakness and I got burned and uh and it and it really d- disturbed me. And so forget about the Browns. I don't care about the Browns. Who cares about the Browns? <laughs> But <laughs> I just had another moment of hating the NFL.
0: Yeah, no, it was awful. It was awful. Specifically, the play was a pass from um, uh, Ben Roethlisberger to the tight end Jesse James, who caught the ball, held onto the ball, fell to the ground, had one knee hit the ground, had the second knee hit the ground, stretched and put the ball, it was untouched, stretched and put the ball over the goal line. The ball broke the plane of the goal line. And then he fell to the ground, and the ball kind of moved around a little bit under his hand. Right, uh, and they said uh, that's not a touchdown. Uh, I, I so even here's how unhappy this made me. It made me so unhappy that even that night when the referees decided to use a note card to uh, determine whether a play had gotten a first down or not. Yeah. Um, Another Which thing that normally would make me tremendously <laughs> happy, right that nothing would make me happier than using a stupid note card to determine whether or not a play is is right um brought me no joy i have, I have no joy for this league this league is they've broken me they've here's the, just-
1: here's the thing just to to put a fine point on this if he catches that ball and lands on his butt and waits like a third of a second and then reaches out and the same thing happens. It's a touchdown, right? Because it was like he had like it was it was the fact that the movement to the ground was continuous. So he was actually penalized, essentially, for trying to score, because if he had caught the ball and just fell onto his kind of onto his butt because no one had touched him. So if he just fell onto his butt, waited a half a second and then reached out uh, across the goal line, it would have been a broke He would have turned from a receiver into a runner. And then it, the ball would have broken the plane and he would have scored a touchdown and the Steelers would have home field advantage in the AFC playoffs. But it, that's how dumb the football rules are. Well, that's are. the
0: thing. It's like I, you're speaking English, but I don't understand a word you're saying. I don't I <laughs> I don't. I don't know why he was a runner, not a runner. I don't know. I don't understand it. Uh, but I guess the big question is, um, you a Browns fan?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I should have said this. I'm all in on the Browns. Yes, I'm. Um, I'm totally in. <laughs> I'm all in on the Browns. <laughs> but, by, by the way,
0: the, the the general manager of the Browns, uh, John Dorsey, went on the radio and basically said, hey, uh, yeah, we're going to have to get better players here. The previous uh, administration, uh, they didn't get us real players, so we need to get real players, And which to me is uh, they're, they're, it's obvious. They're 0-14. They went 1-15 last year. Obviously, they need like real players. That's a true statement. That's not controversial in any way. He got hammered, got totally hammered for like insulting the previous people and what they had did and the good work they'd accomplished and all the good players the Browns have gotten. I mean, it's it's a bad time to be like a Browns fan, but it's like a bad time to be a football fan. I'm not happy. I wish
1: I kind of wish he had come out and said, look, our players are fine. Everything is great. (laughs) We have all all the pieces in place. The only thing we need to improve is our punt coverage team. Like like they're just that if we, if we do that, I feel like next year we're, we're, we're going all the way.
0: I think what we need, what we need is a a little bit of a joyous draft to sort of take us out of this, this, this negative NFL vibe that we're in and we're going to have that. We're going to have, uh, what are we doing? Are we insane? What are we doing? We are we are having a, uh, a draft. We are drafting holiday songs. I can tell you that right up front because the surprise is how many people we have on here <laughs> drafting. So so I'm going to uh, introduce uh, our guests uh, who will be taking part in the first uh, annual uh, holiday draft. By the way, there's no such thing as first annual. That's a stupid right. thing. No, you, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, so first person we have on here is, uh, we have from NPR, uh, but more importantly, uh, the, what is she? Podcast special senior correspondent. Is that right? Is is that, am I saying that right? Do you
1: remember Linda? I don't even remember what you are. What are you?
0: Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> Our special senior correspondent who, who, who is, uh. She's look, she's done wonders making this podcast way better in the past. I don't even think Linda Linda, I don't think you can save this one. This is we're we're in we're in bad shape.
2: I'm excited. I'm excited. It's it's a it's a really, really it's a really good idea.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's
1: that's absolutely and very obviously not true.
0: Not true. Uh, You should say her full name,
1: by the way. You didn't even say it's Linda Holmes from NPR.
0: Yeah,
2: no, it is Linda Holmes, and uh, I am. Uh, I work at NPR, and I'm very upset that nobody took Tina Turner in the We Are the World draft.
0: Oh, I don't. Oh, I don't she think was.
1: Uh, Tina Turner was number uh, two or three on my board, but then, oh, she was. Yes, but oh, then, but then Joe, you tanked it. Yeah, then Joe uh, did something, <laughs> and uh, I tanked it. Bob Geldof. As, as
2: usual, the first thing that I always do when I join the podcast is to relitigate the previous podcast. <laughs> This is true. And so I just had to get true. that. So I just had to get that
0: out. I, out. Look, Linda, I mean, uh, Tina Turner was on my board too, but because only one other person took the draft seriously, uh, I just couldn't get to her. I just couldn't. I, I had her. She was there. But, yeah, you know, there you go. Uh, the other person who did take that seriously is with us as well, uh, Atlanta Braves pitcher uh, Brandon McCarthy. Brandon, welcome.
3: Thank you, Joe. And that's weird to hear, hear said out loud. That's the first time it I've was, heard that. It,
0: it was weird to say. It was weird. So, so I have to ask you. I mean, you 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 just you were traded like twelve minutes after the podcast, um, which I believe is connected. I mean, I don't I, I don't blame <laughs> us. I do blame us for that for the deal. Um, I, was it completely out of the blue, or like what what was sort of your instant reaction to the whole thing?
3: Completely out of the blue. I think I definitely think it was this podcast. Once the stink of this podcast gets on you, your employer immediately fires you.
2: <laughs> uh
3: oh. Can I, I want to say for the record that I texted Brandon
1: right after I read the news. I texted Brandon, "Do you think this is because you took Kenny Loggins in the, <laughs> in the world draft?" And he didn't write back. And then I was like, "Oh back. no, I've definitely offended him." And I think this is the I, other friendship.
0: I just see them discussing the trade, and then you know somebody in Atlanta saying, "Took Loggins, man. I don't know. I mean, this <laughs> I is mean, a- are we sure we want. We sure we want this guy." <laughs>
3: So can I say something about the the Browns real quick? This is because they're, they're now becoming my favorite, the tragedy of the Browns and, and doing this now in, in back-to-back weeks. Last week when we brought this up, I just Googled just a simple Cleveland Browns. And the first headline to come up was Packers rally to stun winless Browns. And I thought that was great because they're, they've won one game in two years. They're, you cannot stun a team that no, no,
0: nobody,
3: nobody, nobody, nobody was today I actually Googled Cleveland Browns again and the first headline, which is sadder than anything that's come up is report Jeff Fisher wants NFL return, could be eyeing Browns. And the, the idea that someone could actually make this Browns seem worse, it would be Jeff Fisher. <laughs> and that's that's the ray of hope on the Browns horizon. So
1: Well look, if the Browns are gonna if the Browns are gonna hire anybody to replace Hugh Jackson, they should definitely hire the guy. Who, when he left the team that he was previously coaching, that team suddenly became amazing. Like, that's like the, that is an absolutely perfect Cleveland Browns hire. Is like, if people ever the entire the biggest story in football is what ha- what got into the Rams, and the answer seems to be Jeff Fisher left. So, that's that is the guy the Browns should take. I yeah. will also add, by the way, Joe sent me this stat. Listen to this. I know we're like we're so far away from getting to this crazy draft spell, so, but. The Browns are forty-one and one hundred and twenty-one in their last one hundred and sixty-two games. It's unbelievable. If they lose their last two games, they will end up in their last one hundred and sixty-two games. The record will be thirty-nine and one hundred and twenty-three, which is a worse record than the nineteen sixty-two Mets. Had. Yeah,
0: they will be worse than the worst baseball team ever. That's
1: over right. ten, but that's over ten yeah, it's years.
0: Over ten years and six coaches and nine quarterbacks and oh, it's it's just glorious, just glorious. All right, you would think that it would be enough just to have the delightful Linda Holmes and the Atlanta Braves starting pitcher, Brandon McCarthy on this draft. But the draft only begins there. Um, <laughs> the Do you like that? The way I did that. Okay. Um, nice. We have uh, my good friend, uh, Mike DiCenzo, showrunner for the Tonight Show. And I got to say early on, heavy favorite to win this draft. Because Mike is, is an expert of, of holiday songs. Uh, that's how I met him, actually. He was, he was uh, um, you know, working on his holiday song work, and that was how we ran across. Mike, first of all, welcome.
4: Thank you. Thank you. This is an, it's an honor to be on this. I, a long-time listener, first-time participator.
0: Oh, it's great <laughs> to have on you. But I, have to, I do have a question for you, and this is actually one you and uh, uh, Mike can answer. Um, showrunner, that's a terrible title. <laughs> that's a horrible and mike and, and mike you're also a, i mean isn't like your official title showrunner isn't that right
1: first of all well, it seems pretty obvious to me joe that when you're talking to some to two people named mike, <laughs> mike. on a I podcast got to that you, you need Michael. to delineate <laughs> them somehow mike d mike s whatever anything anything yeah, but like, just we, going we, hey mike and by the way two mikes who are also showrunners so show like you, you couldn't be botching this worse so far <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not going to be good. All right, so seriously, showrunner, that's it's a brutal name. Who are
1: you talking
4: to?
0: Both of you. <laughs> the you. The two I think it's not the- it's
4: it's not really the actual title really. It's just it's more of an informal title. Oh. But oh. It, it is it does kind of describe what what you do.
0: It, it sounds like you're just running around. around. <laughs> that's it. It really does. It just sounds like you're like taking things from person to per- I don't know. I just I don't think it's- <laughs> I just think both of you Michael and Mike are well worthy of, um, of trying to come up with, you know, something a little bit more that fits your stature.
4: Like a overlord.
0: (laughs) Sure. I'm good. I'm good with overlord. All right. You would think that that would be enough just to have, to have uh, Mike D and Linda and Brandon, but no, we also have with us critic, Uh, superstar and uh, Yankee lover, Alan Sepinwall. Alan, welcome.
5: Uh, I wasn't sure if I should have come back because when last I was discussed on this podcast, Joe was telling me to rot in hell.
0: No, that was was. me. That was me, No, no, no. No, I believe you had said that Aaron Boone could rot in hell.
1: Oh. Yes.
0: And I played off of that by saying Alan Sepinwall could also. Okay, for
1: the record, I think Allen should also rot in hell.
5: See, and this would really hurt my feelings, but you know what? The Yankees got Giancarlo Stanton for nothing. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah, you, you have there are no feelings. There, you have no feelings. Everything is just joy and glory and wonder for you. Your team is they're ridiculous. And now are they just going to get Garrett Cole because they just want him? I mean, they're just going to get pitchers, whoever they want?
5: maybe but really the only reason i'm doing this podcast in the first place is so that i could share airtime with former yankees ace brandon mccarthy so (laughs) this is really cool that i get to do this he's
1: using us joe he's using us (laughs) to just meet a guy who played for his team this is like that's how cocky the yankee fans are they're like i'll do what it doesn't matter i know i'm not like they're they're they don't they don't even have to pretend to have feelings and 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 empathy for other people. Now they just are doing whatever yes. they want with complete impunity.
0: I, I think that, I think it's been that way for a while. I got an, a, uh, like a, I was on a, a show earlier today and the question was, it was like a, like a two part. It wasn't even a question, like two part statement slash question. And the first part was the Yankees will be making a huge mistake. If they trade Clint Frazier, that was the first part of the question. You can make a huge, huge blunder. Clint Frazier is going to be a superstar in this league. Uh, big, big uh, thing. And then the second question slash comment was the Yankees are going to win the division by 10 games. So even though he knows they're going to trade Clint Frazier, he doesn't – it's still – they're still going to win by 10 games. I guess if they kept Clint Frazier, they'd win by 30 games maybe or something. I don't know. Got it. Allen, Defend.
5: Look, look, I tried – we tried being humble. We tried being nice and, no, and underdoggy, no and nobody wanted that. So I'm now going to lean into to being a heel because that seems to be what you want in this podcast. Yeah,
1: you're not wrong. I'm,
0: you're right. Yeah, that's right. No, that's right. That's okay, correct. so
1: here's how this is going to work as I understand it. Basically, Joe – uh, is taking himself out of the draft. I he is going to be. He's, out. He is. He is not a GM. He is Mel Kuiper Jr. He is going to direct <laughs> uh, the draft and he's going to give analysis maybe of the picks after the draft. Uh, and uh, he's going to call on people so that we can keep the chaos to a minimum. We're also only drafting three songs, three holiday songs instead of five because. Because there's um, a
0: million people on this podcast. Yes, because I, awesome.
1: I leave for a family trip on December 27th. <laughs> and uh, we have to wrap this up before then. So, so uh, Joe, basically everyone's going to chill out and Joe's going to direct traffic. And, uh, and we're, this is the first ever five, five-way draft of holiday songs. Take it away,
0: Joe. Oh, it's exciting. Just exciting the, the disaster this will be. So I have, I have, draft, I have uh, pulled the order. Uh, to just to let our our listeners know the order we are starting. Linda had, had won the first pick. Uh, Brandon uh, has the second pick. Uh, Mike D with the third pick. Alan Steppenwall with the fourth pick, and Michael Shore surprisingly with the fifth pick in the draft. Um, you know, I sorry, it's the way it works. So, um, so let's just get this thing started. We are drafting holiday songs. The only the only thing I will say at the front is when you take a song. That is your song. Even if you only like one version of that song and don't like any other versions, that's fine. You can say that, but that song is yours. So nobody else can take like, like a, oh, I like the Sinatra version of that same song. That is that is the only rule that we have in this draft is you can't do that. All right, Linda, you kick it off. You have the first pick in the draft. Very exciting.
2: Oh, this is, this is tough. This is tough. Uh, first of all, I want to thank you for waiting for me. I was a few minutes late. Yeah, what was the deal with that? Yeah, I had uh, an emergency here at the radio network, which consisted yeah. of them needing two minutes of commentary on the 20th anniversary of Titanic, uh, which, if all goes as planned, will have aired on the radio uh, by the time you hear this podcast.
0: Well, yeah, you might not hear this podcast ever, so there's a good chance of that. But yeah, but exactly. wait a minute. So, like, they literally just realized today when they woke up, they're like, oh. Hey, this is the twentieth anniversary they, of this thing.
2: Well, no, it's more like they realize that there's a hole in the show. Oh, I see. Uh, <laughs> and they say we have like a two minute, we have like a two minute space for like a piece of whimsical content, <laughs> and I am the whimsy correspondent. So they come to me, and then we work it out. That is, uh, that's how it works. Well, with, without um, without
0: giving us away too much, uh, are you are you like one of the five top five percent fans of Titanic?
2: No, not really. No, not really. But, but, you know, I don't have to be a fan of it to put together opinions about it.
0: That's That's
2: right. So, uh, so thank you for waiting. Uh, This was very tough, very, very, very tough, a lot of pressure. Uh, And in the end, I decided to go with uh, Joy to the World. uh, Because... You can have both your upbeat versions and also if you've ever heard like a nice melancholy version, there are some very nice melancholy versions, uh, so, so that's my pick. It's very easy to sing. It's very easy to harmonize on. Uh, I learned uh, about, um, I learned about harmonizing, you know, uh, by listening to my, my mother be able to, um, you know, do uh, harmony to Christmas carols. So that's what it is. Joy to the world. That's my first pick. I stand by it. Suck at haters, etc.
0: Wow, wow. So, are you going to come on next week? to rip your own pick like like this yes. is this clearly seems to be the thing mike uh Shore, yes. michael Shore. uh how do you feel about that pick
1: uh she's already blown it i <laughs> I, I i'm gonna try not to uh do this every time but uh, just for the record linda's already blown it. she's already lost the draft that that this is uh what's the what's the what this is ryan leaf let's just put it that <laughs> this is ryan leaf all over again but anyway i don't want to i don't want to delay things brandon's up next let's go to brandon
0: all right. So we go to uh, Brandon McCarthy. Brandon, you, by the way, when you get your pick, you can, if you would like, first comment on the, on the pick before you, if you would prefer to do it that way, uh, or you can just go ahead and pick. Brandon, you're the reason we're doing this draft because of how much you love holiday music. So uh, you got the first, basically the first pick because nobody would have taken joy to the world. So what, what is your first pick?
3: So the first thing is that we're doing this because I like Christmas music is ridiculous that this is being inflicted upon other people and actually try to judge, like quantify songs I realize is, is impossible. Uh, two, Linda's title of whimsy correspondent at NPR. Someone needs that title on this podcast because that's one of the greatest titles I've ever, ever, I've ever heard with anything. Um, so if she blew that pick, I'm going to go way off the board because this is okay. impossible. Um, and I have to kind of lean into my music, terrible musical taste. I have to take Christmas Eve in Sarajevo with Trans Siberian Orchestra, um, which is it's just a ridiculous pick. But it's it's the it's rare that you can get a Christmas song that kicks ass, and that does it. Where you could actually work out to a Christmas song, so that makes it as as good as any song out there. Brandon, free, I'll, the, I'll just I'll turn off my mic. You guys, just yeah, you might you might want
0: to just you might just want to walk out into a Trans-Siberian Orchestra concert. Um, I I am feeling that across the board that every single person on this uh, podcast uh, would like to say something awful about your pick. So... uh, (laughs) (laughs) Why don't we start with you, uh, Linda? What did you think of that pick?
2: I... It's... I... I, That's like, there's whimsy, there's there's whimsy, and then there's that.
0: Like... (laughs)
2: It's a, it's a wow with a thousand o's
0: yeah yeah it's a it's a pretty major wow it's a pretty major uh wow okay so do we want to just keep uh ripping on brandon for the trans-siberian orchestra or we want to go i think we want to keep Let's going keep, i mean uh, what else forward. is there
1: to say like he just deshaun watson was sitting there at number two and instead he took the like
0: Lee no, again. he took, like he, took he, he Lee didn't Lee even take a football time.
1: player. He took like the he took like the Lithuanian basketball team rights to Lamelo Ball.
0: <laughs> oh, <coughs> wow! All right, well, you know, uh, I I came in with a with a prediction. Asked my Mel Kuiper that Mike uh, Dicenzo was the favorite in this draft, and Mike basically <laughs> you got the first pick of the draft.
4: It's I like really, wide open. Yeah, it's I. I can't, I will not ever judge anyone's Christmas song taste because, you know, that's, everyone's entitled to their own opinion and that's, it's all good. But I can't, having said that, I can't believe that I didn't think that this song would fall to me. I figured it would be one of the first ones off the board. I wasn't even prepared to take it, (laughs) but I, I, I feel an obligation. I have to, I'm going to take Fairytale of New York by The Pogues. Oh,
0: such a good song. Such a good song it's just it's
4: one of the best if not the best christmas songs i love it it's covers every emotion possible it's sad it's happy it's angry it's romantic hopeful regretful there's awful language in there but it's also a very tender song you can sing along to it you can listen to it quietly
0: that's that's my pick i like it look i again this is you know i, I don't know how others feel uh, about this, but it's interesting because we're going with. There's, you, you got like the traditional type thing, which is Linda. Clearly, is going to be our <laughs> traditional person. You got Brandon, and then
2: I have a strategy, then, dude. I have a strategy. I,
0: I like it. No, I like it. I like it. And then, and then you got you got Mike D going uh, going big for like the sort of the the, the coolest sort of alternative uh, Christmas things.
4: So that's, those are my, those are my jams. I'm, I feel like I've listened to so much Christmas music that just the, the traditional songs sort of bore me a little okay. bit. So I kind of, I kind of need the songs that are like, I could listen to it any, any
5: day of the year I like and I'll it. still love oh, it. I
0: like it. I like it. All right. Well, Alan, you got the fourth pick. Uh, where are you
5: going? I'm I'm shocked. I had a whole draft board written, and as soon as I found out I was picking fourth, it kind of threw my a lot of my strategy out the window because I figured, all right, there's no way any of the things I want in the first round, the second round, or the third round are going to be here. My number one pick is still sitting there. I can't not take <laughs> Christmas Baby Please Come Home by Darlene Love.
4: That's wow, a great one. Well, there you go. But
5: it's just like of all the different you know, Phil Spector wall of sound Christmas songs – uh, it's it's fantastic it puts me in a great mood christmas is not even my holiday and i hear this song and i think wow i really want to go and get a tree right now and put it in the corner uh and listen to some more of darling love it's fantastic
0: we cannot pass up the opportunity mike d this is this is your moment he's talking about <laughs> the darling love song what what just happened on the tonight show
4: he was just on our show last night she did uh Classroom Instruments version of Christmas Baby Please Come Home with Jimmy and the Roots and Anna Kendrick. Anna it was
0: Kendrick. It's
4: really It's just it, I love it because you just see how much Darlene Love just actually loves singing that song and performing it. So it's it was really cool.
0: Think about how many times Darlene Love has sang pick. that song.
4: Right? I mean her so song many, is like but from it's from
0: 63 still, and she's still doing it with like energy like
4: and I still believe she loves performing it. So there's no you know it's not jaded at all. She's just she loves it. It's a great song. It's a great pick. It is a great. I think,
0: I it's, think a great it's a good pick, pick too. I, I'm I'm giving it to you, Alan. I'm a totally good pick. Michael Shore, you have the fifth pick in our draft.
1: Well, obviously things haven't gone uh, at all the way we thought they would. Um, there's a lot of GMs throwing a lot of paper up in the air and throwing up their arms like, "What is going on here?" I mean, I can't believe that I get to make my number one pick too, drafting fifth. But obviously, I have to take Christmas Eve in Sarajevo. It's one of songs of all time forget about holiday music uh i mean it's just wait a, wait what? sorry it was what it wait
0: it was taken oh no, i'm sorry sorry no uh, oh. oh you're kidding me yeah yeah oh. bad, bad break oh
1: brandon, bad break. brandon brandon took it
5: oh my god oh
1: i this is devastating i mean yeah yeah Oh man. Oh no,
0: now what? Now where do you go? I
1: think I just trade down. I mean I don't <laughs> oh.
0: God. Yeah, this was that's a blow. All so right, give me just
1: blow. give me a second. I gotta collect my yeah. I thought I had Christmas Eve in Sarajevo sitting there ready. I I thought everyone had overlooked it. Because
4: <laughs>
1: oh. All right. I thought everyone I thought no one had taken it just because it's complete garbage. Oh man. I I thought for sure that because it's literally like a sonic nightmare. Like it's like that when you hear it like you you get a headache like a tension headache immediately. Uh, I thought that meant that no one would take it because oh, oh. Well now I mean now I don't know what to do. I mean,
0: I yeah, know. Now it's tough.
1: All right. Uh, all right, I'm going to take... Uh, instead of the song I'd like to take, which is Christmas Eve in right. Carrie <laughs> one of the worst pieces of art ever created in any genre by any human being in the history right. of the length of time that humans have walked the planet, like dating back to like... <laughs> cavemen like what, making what, rock statues or whatever like, yeah, 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 it's literally yeah. one of the five i would say worst pieces of art in any medium that any <laughs> humans have ever created with their brains i guess i'll take a good song i don't know uh, all right i'm gonna take um I, I i'm a little bit of a i i don't most of the traditional uh holiday songs are kind of boring to me We've all heard sure. them a million times. You hear them in every store for like two months now. There is one version of one classic song that I truly love that truly makes me kind of feel like the holiday spirit is alive. And that is the Harry Simeon chorale version of the Little Drummer Boy. Okay. So I'm gonna take that one. It's it's the one if you if you don't know which one it is, it's the really, really quiet, kind of slow one that has uh it's like a, a choir um singing it instead of like uh just a single person singing it. It's I don't know why that one is always I've always loved that version of that song, so I'm taking that song.
0: Um okay, uh, I I believe Linda's not a huge fan of that choice. But before I get to that, um because you took that one version of Linda, little drummer boy, you get all of them, right? That like that's the deal. That's the deal. I don't
1: want any no, of them. No, other no, ones, you're
0: there you have them. That's my point. My point is you get every horrendous version of Little Drummer Boy, which is all of them, by the way.
1: All right, I'll throw all those in the garbage and keep the one that I like, the one that's
0: good. Linda, how do you feel? How do you feel about that pick?
2: It's terrible. That song is terrible. And... It's first of all, if you're going to take the well, I won't even say that because I won't I won't take it in case anybody takes it. But there's a much better song about humble gifts uh, for the baby Jesus. Um, And I feel like if you I feel like it really takes a particular kind of guy to be like, I'm going to take the one song that's about a drummer. Like, (laughs) I don't know.
1: What? What are you implying? What what, what particular kind of guy is that, Linda?
2: I don't know a drummer like I don't know don't bother like me with Lee. it's
1: not a song about Tommy Lee.
2: <laughs> you don't know that you don't know that you don't know what kind of drummer he was going to be when he was older
0: <laughs> that is so true that is so true you never find out who did that guy end up being Ringo Starr. yeah exactly who he ended up being
2: Exactly. I mean, I, I, can anybody honestly say like that? What makes you happy is like, oh, here's someone. My baby is trying to sleep, and <laughs> someone is playing the drums. <laughs> Perfect way to go. How generous! That, in real life, uh, the thing is, in real life, Michael, you'd be upset.
1: That version of that song is extremely soothing and quiet. And if I were like a person who wanted my baby to have a peaceful evening i could easily play that song and my baby would enjoy it it's it's not like it's not like um, Neil Pert playing a crazy Rush drum solo or something. It's a you
2: don't know what it was. Do you don't do know this. what it was. It was a long time ago. I don't understand. I, why, I don't I, I don't,
1: why, do, why do I have to answer for all these hypotheticals of, that the song <laughs> create? Like no one, you're not making anyone else do that. You're not. You're not. Uh, whatever. Let's just move on. Let's go to round I, two.
2: Yeah. Uh, hey, I could ask. I could ask questions about a real Christmas Eve in Sarajevo. I'm just not going. <laughs>
0: I, I just like that Mike took the one version of Little Drummer song that downplays the drums. Like, that's my favorite part of that thing. It's sort of like, I don't like the song, but I just like that version. So, Linda, it's your pick with the you, – you get to kick off the second round. The first round was so successful that I think yes. it's exciting to, to see what's next.
2: Yeah. Uh, I continue to follow my strategy. All will be revealed. Uh, my strategy requires that at this point in the draft – I take the most invigorating piece of Hollywood uh, Hollywood holiday music okay. in, ex- in existence, uh, which is, of course, the Hallelujah Chorus from Handel's Messiah. Uh, if you have ever sung the Hallelujah Chorus with a bunch of people, you know it is the best thing to sing in the world. Uh, I can't actually sing it with a large crowd because I will cry the entire time. Wow. Wow. Uh, It's so, it is such a moving, transformative experience. So, I am picking the Hallelujah chorus.
0: So, if this is a song that is so moves you that it makes you cry, how was that not your first pick?
2: Because I knew none of y'all were going to take it.
0: (laughs) Oh, it's a strategic thing that you were going for.
2: You don't seem like (laughs) choral humans to
0: me. I mean, come on. Sarajevo went. I mean, (laughs) anything could have gone in
2: this. That's true. That's true. I just didn't. I didn't know what direction you were going to go. So you know.
0: All right. Well, I'm, I I like it. Anybody? Nobody has any. Nobody seems to have any negative thoughts about that, Linda. So you're in the clear. Uh, and we go to Brandon with the second pick. <laughs> yeah, Brandon. Like yeah, you're I, back. I Welcome back. So out of my
3: depth here in every every <laughs> form or fashion. I'm sticking only to sports uh, and like minded people from here on out. <laughs> <No>! um, <laughs> This um so I I mean I don't have anywhere else to go. I, I have to go with I I still think at least Christmas songs are about and holiday songs are just about uh the feelings they give you. So when I growing up, I really loved Rudolph the Red nosed Reindeer. Um and I also want to segue this into introducing you to the worst Christmas song ever made, which isn't actually Christmas in Sarajevo. It's Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer by DMX. So we <laughs> <the> now <night> and- <laughs> Every night we give our daughter a bath and we've been teaching her Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer and she's learning it and starting to sing it and, and it's great. So that's a wonderful memory that I'll have. And then when we give her bath, we let Spotify play a playlist of Christmas songs that we don't choose. And apparently DMX this year decided to release his own version of Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> And it is wow. the worst thing that it's ever – it will be the one takeaway that all listeners of this podcast will go find, and that will be the takeaway is, oh, my God, what is this? And how bad are his actual legal troubles that he has to release this to pay for something?
0: What is the best version of Rudolph in your mind? Is it a classic sort
3: of thing? I don't even – I can't pick one actual artist rendition of it. I'd say probably whatever version my daughter is singing is, is great because that's the one that will create memories for me going on but but this is definitively the worst
0: well i I will say by the way i think that's a i think it's a really good pick and i also think it's good after the disastrous first pick to hide behind your daughter i think that's the (laughs) best call you could possibly make alan do you have some thoughts on rudolph
5: Uh, i just want to say that i really think that former yankees ace brandon mccarthy has made two excellent picks so far in this draft and i endorse them both
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is disgusting. That's <laughs> the, this is the, this is the a, lowest you've ever right. stooped. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think it's a good pick I, I think it's a good pick I think it's classic I think it's you know plus. so we were just it's classic
1: it came out and it came out like two weeks ago
0: no not the DMX version of Rudolph we took... well that's what he's taking though no, he's, he's taking it specifically taking the DMX version all the version. other versions he does that's the worst version am I wrong Brandon you're not but, yeah the, not yeah, the worst
3: version of any Christmas song ever is contained in that song but right so, since we're taking the whole song <laughs> you get every version of Little Drummer Boy ever
0: so that's <laughs> you've got to own all of them you have to own all of them. That's right. No, I think that's I, I think I that's know. fair. I by the way that that song, uh, like, it, it just made me think that that reindeer are terrible. Right. Terrible they're bullies. They're terrible. They're bullies and mean and vicious. And <laughs> every time they're done, this, oh, there's Donner, and yeah, Donner was a jerk. Like they were all jerks except Rudolph. <laughs> all right, Mike D, you have the third pick in the second round. What do you think, by the way, of Rudolph?
4: Firstly. I- yes i heard i've heard the dmx version i kind of love it but i see yeah it's bad but i, I actually think it's great <laughs> but <laughs> it's so bad it's great but uh the one thing about rudolph is that it's just a little confusing in the beginning because they they say that rudolph is the most famous reindeer of all yet they assume you know all the other ones and then ask if you can recall rudolph that is a it's like well
0: point. It's, that is a very strong <laughs> point <laughs>
4: If he's the most famous of all, why are you questioning the, that we would even not remember who he was? That's an
0: awesome thing. That would be like starting the Jackson 5 song with, like, Jermaine <laughs> and the others. Do you remember, Mike? Right? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mike D, you, right, right. you have the, your second pick. We're excited.
4: Okay. This one, I just got to go with my heart. It's a song that I'll never skip if it comes on. I love it. It's Christmas Wrapping by The Waitresses. Wow, I don't, I don't believe I even know what that is. What, what are you talking
2: about? Are you kidding?
1: Oh, you know
4: it. You know it. I'm sure I've heard You've it. heard it.
2: Oh, jeez. Wow.
4: <laughs> All right. <laughs> you, you've heard it. You've heard it for sure. It's basically, it's like a Christmas, it's like a Hallmark Christmas movie in like four minutes. It's, you know, it's this woman who's, she's too busy for Christmas. She's going to spend oh, it alone oh, this year. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: I, when you said rapping, I literally started thinking it was a rap song. That's
4: what I was. No, you no. Know, well, it's it's kind of like you know, it's it's an '80s version an 80s, of uh, yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. Blondie style rap. But I just love it. I think it's it's just it's 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 she's saying she starts off by saying Bah Humbug, but that's too strong. Yeah. So she's she's pretending like she wants to be alone for Christmas, but you can tell she doesn't. And then it all works out. Fate brings her and the guy together. It's like a Hallmark Christmas movie which is another draft we should do because there are some fantastic ones. If we can't do that.
0: We can't if we had a Hallmark Christmas movie or a Hallmark uh family movie, Linda would so destroy the rest of us. It wouldn't even be close. I mean Have you ever Have you ever seen
4: Single Santa Seeks Mrs. Claus yep. starring Steve Guttenberg yes. and Crystal Bernard from Wings? That is the greatest. <laughs> to me that's the room of Christmas movies.
2: Did, you, did do you know it has a sequel?
4: Yes. <laughs> Meet the Santas. Yeah
1: can i ask a, a real quick question here uh what the hell is happening right
2: now? <laughs> i i am bonding with with uh various members of this draft we're
4: actually
0: over...
4: that's a great movie we're actually having a staff wide screening of it after our show tonight yeah our third <laughs> annual year of doing that that good
0: i i don't even know what to say i mean we've lost control
4: anyway christmas wrapping that's my pick
0: I think it's a good pick. I think it's a good pick. I don't know if it is or not, Alan. <laughs> you have Alan. You have the fourth pick in the second round.
5: Well, I'm kind of tempted to go with the other Christmas wrapping with an R by Curtis Blow. Just you know, to... that's awesome. a great one. So oh, good. So um, oh, good. I'm going to see. Maybe that'll be on the board for the third round. I I'm kind of I'm really disappointed, Joe, that you're just emceeing and not participating in this draft because since I'm going full heel on the podcast i was going to steal this one out from under you i got to take it anyway uh and that's the bruce springsteen version of santa claus is coming to town now you know you get
0: all of them you get all the santa claus that coming to town
5: that's fine I, I have no problem with the song it's just the springsteen version is definitely the best of those because it's bruce springsteen and especially because it's clarence clemens saying you know you better be good for goodness sake in that incredibly supernaturally deep voice of his uh, it, it makes me happy every time. And I was listening to it in the car the other day with my kids because they just want the Christmas station on from now until the holiday. And when Bruce starts laughing, my son said, they should have edited that out. I guess he just wanted it in there, huh? <laughs>
0: you know, you know the, the first time my daughters heard uh, that song, uh, the Springsteen version of that song, we were in a car. We were actually – you know, go into one of those parks where you can see the Christmas lights and everything else. And, and, uh, and, and then you're playing Christmas music and that came on. And their first response was, Oh, his voice is terrible. That guy's terrible. This was my like my, they were a little girl and I kicked him out of the car. and they're, they're fine now. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a great song. It's a great song. All right. Well, Bruce Springsteen uh, with the, with the fourth pick, very good, very good pick. Uh Mike, sure. You have the fifth pick. I was actually just gonna say something about you still screaming at me last week for not taking Bruce Springsteen. So there's it's the second straight week I don't get the Springsteen. I also well,
5: I'm trying to join the BBWAA. So <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh yeah, they're throwing me out of that league. That that's done. That's done.
1: For the record, I literally can't believe that I got made so much fun of for picking Little Drummer Boy and no one's making fun of Alan for choosing Santa Claus to come into town, which is a terrible song. <laughs> a terrible song everyone every, i feel like no one wants to say it because it, no one wants to make fun of bruce springsteen because you're all in the tank for springsteen but that song
0: <laughs> that Brandon. song
1: stinks and that version stinks and to say otherwise is to just ignore the plain reality
2: i make fun of i make fun of alan about a lot of other things so i decided i would give him a break on i i
1: this, this is i am being unfairly uh, uh, like ostracized From this draft
0: You you went You went into a five minute Brandon Just He chose a trans-Siberian
1: railroad song As his number one pick Someone had to do that
0: Yeah he did <laughs> so, you know. yeah, I'm not saying you were wrong
1: uh, Alright uh, I'm going to choose uh, I'm going to go slightly uh, Off the board I guess Is what you would say But I'm choosing you're a mean one Mr. Grinch Mm-hmm. from uh which is that is the best uh Christmas special the yes. best by far the best yes. uh, uh TV special that you look forward to every year that song is the is wonderful <laughs> the guy who sings it has a voice that's lower than any human's voice should ever be and the the crazy thing about it is it's legit funny like the lyrics are legitimately funny your brain is full of spiders you've got garlic in your soul he then says I wouldn't touch you with a 39 and a half foot pole foot which pole, is one wonder- like it's like 39 <laughs> feet isn't enough you have to add another on there. He has termites in his smile. He has all the tender sweetness of a seasick crocodile. Like all of the little weird images are so evocative and wonderful and the imagery is so great and it's the song that I find my even though it's like the opposite of I think I like because it it's like the opposite of a holiday song. It's like a it's it's it's, it's talking about an awful person who hates the holidays. And while he's singing it, you're watching the Grinch walk around and, like, steal things from people. <laughs> so I, it's my favorite Christmas special, and that's that song, to me, puts it over the top. Linda says she has a thing on
0: this song. Let's she go to does. Linda. She does. Linda, Linda what, what do you have to say about this? Well, I love it. This is
2: a great pick. It's a uh, great pick. And I just wanted to say that I wrote an analysis for NPR about whether the things that are said in your Mean One, Mr. Grinch, constituted defamation legally. (laughs) Um, And that whole thing, you can find it on, uh, you can find it at NPR.org. It's from the law firm of uh, who, who, and who. Uh
0: (laughs) It's true. and and what do we think? Is, does it – does most it, of it?
2: Yeah, most of it is probably not actionable because it would be considered opinion. But sure, um, sure. when you say termites in your smile, that's kind of like it used to be automatic defamation if you implied someone had a sexually transmitted disease. <laughs> uh. So you're getting a little bit close to that, like, you know, scandalous wow. things you can't say about people.
0: However, you would have to say the Grinch is a public figure. Yes, right? exactly. So, that's so the- part
2: of the analysis. Yep. Yeah. <laughs>
0: By the way, is it is it not Boris Karloff that sings the song? Is that is that not true? I know Boris Karloff is the voice of the I Grinch.
2: I don't think it is, and I forget who it is. But I'm it, not the, sure. the
1: name the name attributed to it is Thurl Ravenscroft, which is wonderful. T H U R L. Wow. I'm that's not sure if that's the song writer or the singer. No, I think I that's assu- the
0: singer. I think that's the singer. Thurl yeah. Ravenscroft. That's an awesome name.
1: Yeah, it's like I, a Game I of Thrones of name. Me.
0: <laughs> I can only think of one other Thurl. Remember Thurl Bailey? The of course. Jazz. Yeah. yeah. So that's Thurl's a great name. I love it. I think it's a great pick. I I mean I you know, I will just step out and say I think it's a great pick. I think it's a steal at the bottom of the second round. I I'm actually surprised uh it didn't go earlier. It's a Fantastic, fantastic pick! All right, Linda, you have uh, you can kick off our third round.
2: Uh, well, first of all, I'll just say Thurl Raven- Ravenscroft, also the guy who said uh, they're great for Tony the Tiger.
0: Uh, oh, hey,
2: wow, yes. Yeah.
0: All right, we're doing a whole podcast on Thurl Ravenscroft. <laughs> We're going to have him on as a guest next time.
2: (laughs) So My strategy going into this draft was that you had to get like a straight up carol, like a straight up Christmas carol. That was my joy to the world. You have to get like a sacred Christmas song if you happen to celebrate Christmas as I do. So that was my hallelujah chorus. And then you need your Christmas pop song uh, Ah. for which I chose the K star recording of everybody's waiting for the man with the bag, uh, which is fantastic. And I found, uh, and I got to know, on a compilation album called "Yule," Y U L E, Yule, be swinging. Uh, <laughs> and so, I, I strongly recommend that album, that song. That is one of the best pop songs I think ever of almost any kind. Yeah. Uh, in terms of like classic swinging pop songs, so that's a super, super, super favorite. Of you mine. know
0: what? I, lots of people have thoughts on this, Linda. So, uh, yeah, Mike, Mike, what is your thought? D
4: Mike D. Oh, I I, I just wrote very nice. Picks oh, that's all you guys. You don't have actually more than that. A, it's a great. It's a great. It's song. A great song. Alan, what do you think?
5: Uh, I think it's a really good song. I also know of Linda's deep and abiding love for it, and I was sorely tempted to take it in the second round to take it away from Ooh, her.
0: You but, should have. But I'm not
5: mad at Linda because Linda never told I me I should rot in hell, so that's why I didn't do it.
0: That you
2: that you know of. That you
0: know of I didn't. I believe when Linda was on this podcast and we were talking a little bit about the Yankees, your name was brought up more than one time by all of us, I'm pretty sure. But all right, that's all right. Look, you could I'm just saying you take the pick in the second round and then you can trade like the Browns do. You can trade it up. You can get two picks or something for it. So that was your miss. All right.
5: And how's that worked out for the Browns so far, Joe?
0: You know, I can do a little <laughs> Browns on. update for you if you want. I can do the whole thing and tell you exactly how it's worked out. Uh, let's go to Brandon. Brandon, second pick. Third pick. Third pick. Second pick in the third round.
3: So my strategy has been the first pick. I obviously went way off the board, but I, there's so much future value in that pick. I want to make sure nobody else <laughs> took it. You'll, you'll all be laughing when that's, when that song is still being used in commercials 300 years from now. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah it'll keep paying off for me i trust that uh sure my third round pick i'm gonna go with have yourself a merry little christmas nice. the actual nice. version i would probably take uh sinatra but i think it's it's dealer's choice there i think there's so many good versions of it it can play in the background of everything everything you can play it during christmas dinner you can play it in the background it doesn't matter uh it just always is good so that's that's my pick
0: you know, if you had just done this draft in reverse, totally, and that had been your first pick, and then second pick was fine, and then, you, you, hey, you're off the board, it's the third round, you want to take your Trans-Siberian song, nobody would care. Just do it. <laughs> All you have to do in reverse, because that is, that is a total steal in the third round. That is a great, great song.
3: I, I, I want to make sure I know people can't be listening to these podcasts all the way to the end. So it's like I want to get that in that first thirty minutes
0: before they just like the that out. know what? That's that is a very fair point. That is, fair, that is a very yeah. fair point. Yeah. All right, we all agree that's a great pick, right? Have yourself a merry little Christmas, mm-hmm, great song. Uh-huh, mm-hmm,
1: yeah, uh-huh. I got nothing.
0: <laughs> was, was that was that just Linda saying "aha" four times, like pretending to be everybody else? Yes.
2: That was me representing consensus. I also recommend the uh, the Judy Garland version. is also lovely. It is. Uh, yeah. yeah.
4: I
1: recommend the Cat Power version, by the way, for the record. There's a great Cat Power version of that song, if anyone's into into like... I
0: don't I don't,
2: believe I don't think Mike has heard of any music before, like 1995.
5: What Except are you, for Kenny what are you talking about?
0: He knows all about Kenny Loggins.
2: Go
4: ahead.
5: <laughs> all right. Uh...
0: Mike DiCenzo yes. with your I, third pick. That's in a the draft. first of
4: all, that was a great pick. Have yourself a merry little Christmas, which is one of the few songs that, when you sing it, it sounds beautiful, and when you just say "Have yourself a merry little Christmas," sounds like the most sarcastic dickhead thing to say.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. That is so true. Yeah, you yeah. have yourself, have yourself a, a merry little Christmas, little Christmas pal.
4: <laughs> Um, now at the end, are we going to be able to, to shout out like our, our ones that we didn't pick?
0: Yeah, no, we'll, we're going to go through one more round where you just throw out ones that you did that you, that you wanted to get to.
4: All right. So I'll just go straight to my pick. I have to do it because he's my number one favorite person of all time is Bob Dylan and his Christmas album, Christmas in the heart and his song must be Santa. It's insane. It's like an accordion polka (laughs) version of must be Santa. It's raspy, mid two thousands Bob Dylan. The best part about it is the actual music video for it.
2: Yes,
4: you know, you know it. It's I,
2: I do. It's the I told uh, Bob Boylan from All Songs Considered that my favorite thing about him is that in that video Bob Dylan looks like Tom Petty's <laughs> <aunt. laughs>
4: That's It's perfect way of putting it. Yeah, he's wearing like a weird top hat and he's got long blonde wig and it's just crazy because it's basically a house party where everyone is dancing and singing and playing accordion and singing must be santa and then at about a minute 30 in it cuts to an exterior shot of the house on like a shaky cam and you can only faintly hear the music so it's like wait what the hell is going on who's watching this and then it turns into this crazy madcap chase where an intruder is throwing bottles at people swinging from chandeliers it ends with him diving through a plate glass window and then you see Santa and Bob Dylan stare at each other and shrug. <laughs> it's insane. You have to watch it like four times to like figure out what just happened. And it's just, in the meantime, it's just this, it's just a crazy, upbeat, fun song. It's Bob Dylan. He's my favorite. So I had to, I had to do a Bob Dylan
0: song. So that's, that's my pick. All right. I've, you know what? I have not seen the video. So I, I'm going to reserve judgment until I see the video, which I will very soon. Um, but if, like, are are you picking this just because of your love of Bob Dylan? I mean, or do you really believe this is one of the the greatest Christmas songs ever, or is this just? It's a
4: it's a fantastic song. It's very upbeat and fun, and yet, but yes, because I love Bob Dylan, and if he ever listened okay. to this podcast, I I'd be remiss.
0: Well, him. he's a regular. He's a regular <laughs> listener. He wrote in last week. He was very upset about Brandon's uh, dismissal of his performance in the We Are The World video um, oh, no. Did you ever see, um,
4: by the way, did you ever see his uh, the video of him recording his take? No. It's a nine-minute video. It's just like a weird, it's not even supposed to exist. <laughs> but it's nine minutes of him singing the same line over and over again. And every time, like, you know, Stevie Wonder and Lionel Richie are like, oh, that was great. Great take, Bob. And he's like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do it again and he just does it like it's it's very interesting to watch There's about nine minutes of him singing the same line over and that's over
0: again that's so awesome that that was the best version of it that actually appeared in the video <laughs> really strong
1: it was worth all those takes if you got to that <laughs> just to bold. get
0: that on video for sure <laughs> all right alan you have your third pick
5: all right. Well, uh, this is technically, am, am I right, a holiday song draft and not mm-hmm. a Christmas song It draft? is. Holiday. All okay. no, all right, right, okay. so I, I got to rep my tribe here with my last pick, and I'm going to go with the Hanukkah song by Adam nice. Sandler. Uh, as a piece of musicianship, it's certainly not on par with a lot of the other things <laughs> that have been taken really? here today. <laughs> but just sort of as you know, the only kid in town without a Christmas tree, and especially having raised some kids in some places where there were not a lot of other Jews, to be able to put on that song and hear about all the you know the wonderful famous Jewish people who are out there, um, it's it's nice and I'm very glad that that exists.
0: All right, it's a terrible pick. It's it's just awful, and I feel like <laughs> as I feel like as the only other Jew on this on this podcast, I can say uh, if you're going to take a Hanukkah song and you don't take dreidel, <laughs> dreidel, dreidel, then you're not really even representing anybody. No, anything. no, see, see,
5: here's the reason. The dreidel song it has lyrical problems. It has. At uh, no point does it. Even though it has rhymes for in, the words do not contain spin. How do you do that when you're writing a song about a <laughs> dreidel? It's talking about a leg so short and thin. It doesn't have a leg. It's a top. <laughs> I have strong dreidel feelings, Joe. Don't 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 test me.
1: Also, uh, as a as a person who is half Jewish, I will also say. That the uh, with dreidel I will play is a terrible like (laughs) for I mean, for goodness sake. And also, by the way, as a person who's half Jewish by blood, uh, I uh, the Hanukkah song, I was like right in the sweet spot age wise for that when it came out and I loved it. And also, I like that he mentions people who are half-Jewish. I was like, hey, that's like me. I'm half-Jewish. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Paul Newman, right? No, who, is, who, is, who, is the, uh, who are the two half-Jews that make uh, one fine-looking Jew? Paul Newman who, who, and
5: he? Goldie Hawn, I think. Goldie <laughs>
0: Hawn, that's right. Paul yeah, Newman and Harrison
5: Ford's a quarter-Jewish, not too shabby.
0: <laughs> not too shabby, yep. By the way, Rod Carew, not Jewish. He, he, he gets prominent mention in the song for having converted, but he did not actually convert. So, big problem with the song right there. Sorry. Hmm. It's not a bad pick. I I just wanted to get the dreidel thing out there. Um Michael Shore, you get to wrap up the official first annual holiday song draft.
1: Uh obviously gotta go grandma got run over by a oh. reindeer.
0: No. No. Oh.
1: I'm kidding. Oh. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. If
0: Brandon <laughs> had taken it, we wouldn't have thought it was a joke.
1: Brandon almost literally almost accidentally did what I did in the We Are the World draft, which is draft all of the worst songs instead of all the best songs. He's off to a very strong start. If Brandon had gone from Christmas Eve in Sarajevo to Grandma's Run Over by Randy or to whatever that Chipmunks song is that they play, he would have it would have been he would have shot the moon. He would have won the draft by choosing
0: the three worst. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You're all very um, you're all very mean people.
0: Very mean. <laughs> There's a lot of meanness on here. That is true. Me if
5: I was mean, I would have taken the man with the bag, Linda, and I didn't. Oh uh, Quiet you.
1: Yeah, first of all, that's true. And second of all, I got I took Little Drummer Boy, a beautiful song, and then you, Linda, yelled at me. No, that's
2: true. So I let's did. not talk about Let's <laughs> not
1: talk about who's mean no, that's here. That's
2: true, I did. That's
1: true. Um I I have two good choices, uh, actually three very good choices. Uh, but I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Christmas and Hollis by Run DMC. Oh, nice. Now it's a it's a great song. First of all, just straight up. Uh, but I was I Run DMC like uh, was my favorite rap group of all time for most of the time that I was growing up. And that song, I love that song so much. And that song was so formative for me that when I uh, every time every chance I have had to add it to something I have written, I have done so. So it was in, I wrote The Office, uh, an episode of The Office in season two. There was about a Christmas uh, Yankee swap uh, in The Office. And I and uh, as the party got going, I had Kevin uh, play that. I chose that song. and We had to work really hard to get the rights because they didn't want to give us the rights. And I was like, no, it kind of has to be that song. By the way, it's also in Die Hard, which is a huge, uh, obviously yeah. a huge check mark in its favor. Uh, It went into Brooklyn Nine Nine. I had never got it into Parks and Recreation, but I always wanted to. But I, it's just like to me, it's like so fun and festive and great. And it's like a, it's one of the only like to me, it's one of the only modern uh, new songs like after the kind of like classic whatever Nat King Cole, Sinatra, Dean Martin. That I consider to be like a a true classic, like a song that's like if you were making a classic holiday song category, that song goes in it for me. So that's
0: my third pick. It's a great pick. I think it's just such a fantastic pick. Alan, what do you think? Well,
5: Mike kind of stole my thunder by mentioning that it's in Die Hard, which gives its bonus points because, as we all know, Die Hard is the greatest Christmas movie of all time.
0: Sure. (laughs) sure.
1: (laughs) And Joe Flacco is not an elite quarterback. (laughs) Those are the those are the two the two dumbest debates on the internet are is Joe Flacco an elite quarterback and this diehard Christmas movie. That's what crazy. about the
0: hot dog? Is the hot dog a sandwich? Is that
1: that's pretty that's, bad. That's pretty dumb. That's dumb. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's a great pick. I, I think it's a I think it's a great pick. I think actually across the board, everybody seems to believe that's a great pick. So now, uh, as we wrap this up, we will go down the list and you will just tell us uh, some thoughts and some songs maybe you wanted to pick. Linda, you get to start.
2: Uh, I want to start first by just mentioning that I became a fan of of Brandon because of a tweet during the Super Bowl when they did the commercial for God Made a Farmer. That commercial, <laughs> and there was a tweet that said, uh, "That does it! I'm going out tomorrow and buying a farmer," which I thought was. <laughs> <strangely> <laughs>
4: <funny>. <laughs> uh,
2: so that's the first thing I want to say. Other Christmas songs I almost picked. Um, there's an unbelievably corny. Harry Connick Jr. song called "When the Heart Finds Christmas." Oh, and I've if heard you that. listen to it, you're, yes. you will understand what life was like decades ago. Um, <laughs> I also love what are you doing New Year's Eve? I also love there's an Alison Moyer version of the Coventry Carol that I love. And uh, there is a really funny song by Bare Naked Ladies about uh, labor conditions for elves. Which is called uh, Elf's Lament, and it's very funny. So those are a bunch of the ones that I almost picked. But this draft is so fun and awesome, and uh, and a lot of a lot of good picks, a lot of good picks, except for Little Drummer Boy.
0: <laughs> you guys are so mean, Brandon. Brandon, what, what, how would you wrap it up, Brandon? What do you think?
3: And it's funny you mentioned that that tweet. I still there are like three people in the Midwest that I really angered with that. With that tweet and I still <laughs> hear from them every few months. I, I never blocked them yeah. never muted because I find the, the comedy of it, them not understanding what I said, so funny. Yeah. And they uh, still updated. I
2: quoted it, it on uh, I quoted it on our podcast where I believe I gave you full credit as some athlete. So
0: <laughs> I think that's his name. I think mean, yeah. that's really what he goes by most yeah. of the time. He <laughs> went yeah, you weren't wrong. All right, Brandon, what uh, look what, what what did you miss out on with your with. I don't, I don't, I can't say this with a straight face. What did you miss out on with your uh, picks?
3: There's no, I don't, I didn't miss anything. Anything by Amy Grant. <laughs> uh, I, I, I was going
0: to say, <laughs> you're Amy Grant fan.
3: Yeah, I knew nobody was going to take it. Like her, her song Breath of Heaven is Christmas to me, which is I, like, again, my musical taste. But like, I, I think it was always playing in our household when she originally released that album um, over Christmas. I think my parents really liked it. So like that just stuck in my head as that sounds like Christmas. Um, same with Ave Maria, which isn't even a Christmas song, but it feels like it's always played around the holidays. I, I don't know. I, those are the two songs that I didn't want to draft, but I, I feel like they mean Christmas to me.
0: See, Brandon, you would have, I think you would have taken a lot less heat if you had taken the Amy Grant song with the first pick. I think people would have, you would have been able to explain it that way and, and you people would get it. But, but I'd also say this, um you love the the whole the, this whole thing started because you i tweeted out something like on november 9th or something and i said i went to the mall and all i heard was holiday music and it's november 9th and this is ridiculous and you responded by saying it is ridiculous christmas music starts in august right <laughs> that is yeah. that is yeah. that is what you tweeted out and michael sure tweeted out in response to that that this was the worst take in the history of the world, right? Is that, Michael, is that something along those lines? In
1: a sea of bad takes on Twitter, <laughs> that was that one really stood. That one, like, glowed
5: white hot
0: It glowed. It yeah. glowed red. It glowed. So, so you are the inspiration for this whole thing. So I guess I, I would just ask you, because I don't feel like we've gotten this. You do. You really, truly do love holiday music. Is that fair to say? I do. I like the
3: idea of it playing. Like, I don't know all the songs. I don't dig in all of them. But I I just like when it's playing because it means like, oh, we're getting to Christmas. And that's like the mark. Like, Christmas is the highlight of the winter for me. And then, like, I guess July 4th. It's like, those are the two markers in the year. You're aiming to one or the other. I don't – Thanksgiving and Halloween and everything else in fall, I don't – so it's like, at least I know we're getting close. So if you started playing that right as the days start getting shorter, right (laughs) at summer end, I'm happy with that. Then I know we're aiming towards Christmas. And, and then it's all good.
1: Just like you have you have the, the, the vernal equinox on or around September twenty second, and then basically the next day as the the first day where the night is is shorter than the day, you go right to Christmas basically.
3: Cue it up. That next day you get out on your ladder, you put up your Christmas lights, <laughs> you play the music. I want Christmas lights when you're hol- or when you're trick-or-treating. It's just Christmas year round almost.
0: All right. That, that that take doesn't get any better. But but still <laughs> but I respect it. I respect it. I respect it. and again, I I want to I want to at least share the blame with you for this whole thing. Uh Mike D, did yes. you come out of this thing uh, cuz you came in as the favorite, you feel like you came out of this thing with the with the draft you wanted.
4: I did. I got I actually got my top 3 picks. I got all of them. So Wow. And my fourth, my number four pick was actually going to be Christmas in Hollis, Ah. if any my other ones off the board. And my note under it was just, it's just fun. So I totally agree. Great pick. (laughs) That's awesome. That's for sure. Um, What else you got
0: on the board? I would, yeah, I'll
4: just shout out some other ones. Uh, Father Christmas by the Kinks. Just a fantastic song. Um, The Christmas Song, which has the audacity to call itself the Christmas Song (laughs) and yet still back it up. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> I kind of was surprised that the Christmas song didn't go. The Christmas song is pretty, it's almost like two I, I guess, but it, it's guess, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a good song. It's great. It's a good song, and it's a good song in a lot of versions. I mean, I like like the Nat King Cole classic version, but there are like lots of versions. It's a good song. I, I'm surprised that one didn't go. Uh,
4: Marshmallow World, Marshmallow World by Dean Martin. Just because my dad loves Dean Martin, I've heard it about fifty thousand times. But it's just so the more you listen to it, the <laughs> drunker he sounds. <laughs> <laughs> you could almost like if you listen closely you could taste the whiskey on that song. It's just he slurs like entire lines. It's fantastic. Um and then I'll just run off a few other The Secret of Christmas, deep cut, Ella Fitzgerald, but it has one of the best Christmas lyrics, which is uh The Secret of Christmas is not the things you do at Christmas time, it's the Christmas things you do all year Ooh. through.
0: Oh very touching.
4: Fantastic. And then on the other end of the spectrum, "Happy Holiday," which has maybe the weirdest lyric. It's the holiday season, so whoop-de-doo and dickery-doc. Don't forget to hang up your sock, because just exactly at twelve o'clock, he'll be coming down the
0: chimney down. That makes that sense. <laughs> that, that is horrifying, is what that is. Actually, as long
1: as we're talking about this, can I can I make a statement about um about the Christmas song? Because I I yes. the Knack and Cole version specifically is a favorite of mine, but. I yep. think it gets dinged for having a really cheap lyric which is and so I'm offering this simple phrase to kids from 1 to 92 <laughs> although for it's been said many times merry christmas to you they just he just chose 92 cuz it rhymes with you that's cheap there's no 90 yep. that, that's absurd you know what i mean They're like I, I feel like yeah. they, the song to me loses a massive amount of credibility when they just do yeah. horn in the, the imaginary age of a guy as 92, as if that's meaningful in some way.
2: Let, let the hate throw flow through you, Michael. That is a true fact right there.
4: It's, it's, and then I'll,
0: it's not great. Yes, right.
4: one more. I'll just mention a couple oh, other. Yeah. Real quick, real quick. Feels like Christmas from the Muppets Christmas Carol soundtrack mm-hmm. by the Ghost of Christmas Past. Who Took the out of Christmas by the Staples Singers. Really good. 2000 miles by the pretenders really good party for santa claus by lord nelson look all these up they're fantastic and the worst one ever is department store santa (laughs) by howard morris check it out it might be worse than dmx's rudolph check it out
0: you know you know i mentioned to a bunch of uh, people i did a i did our uh, twitter show earlier today and everybody who does this twitter show except for me is like younger than 28 probably they're all kids they're just a bunch of very cool kids who, who, who run this show. Uh, there are like five or six of them, and I mentioned to them, hey, we're doing this thing. We're going to pick uh, the best holiday songs. Uh, we're going to draft them. Every one of them, all right? There are five people in the room. Every one of them said, oh, that Mariah Carey song is going to go number one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And nobody yeah. Even considered taking that Mariah Carey song. I
4: think it's just, it's too overplayed. It's, it's, that's what earned it. It's a, it's a good, it's a good song. We're
0: old. I really think that's what it is. I think it's not, Hmm. I mean, I'm, I don't mean all of you are old. You're all younger than me, but, (laughs) but it's, uh, I think the kids. I think the kids would have gone for Mariah Carey. It's what I'm saying. I just think
4: uh, it is a glaring omission.
0: It feels that way. It feels well, that way. The kids aren't
3: listening to this, so we're good. <laughs>
0: <Well>, Nobody be <listening. laughs> worried about that, Alan. What do you think? How'd you do?
5: I think I did pretty well. I mean, I didn't do as well as former Yankees ace Brandon McCarthy, but I did make a number <laughs> of picks I'm satisfied with. Uh, it, I'm glad that Mike D mentioned "Father Christmas" by the Kinks because that would have been my next one. I love that. Uh, if I hadn't gotten hmm. Uh, the Darlene Love song, I would have taken Slay Ride by the Ronettes. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Christmas Time is Here by the Vince Guaraldi Trio from the Charlie Brown Christmas, mm. I would have thought about. Uh, River by Joni Mitchell if I'm feeling really sad. Um, let's see, mm. I mentioned Christmas Wrapping by Curtis Blow. Um, th- those are some of them right there. And What Christmas Means to Me by Stevie Wonder. Uh,
0: nice, great one. nice. Those are all good picks. Those are Those are all, there are a lot of good holiday songs that just did not get chosen in this draft. Michael Shore, how do you feel like you did, despite what Linda has to say about Little Drummer Boy?
1: Very, very happy with my draft. There were so many songs that I love and that I just didn't get to choose. I'll just run through some of them right now. Christmas Canon by the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Uh, Wizards of Winter by the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Uh, Christmas Day by Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Promises to Keep by Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Um, what Child is This? The Trans-Siberian Orchestra version. The of the Gentleman by tra- Trans-Siberian Orchestra. What else? The Ghost of Christmas by Trans-Siberian Orchestra. It's great. Sure. Siberian Sleigh Ride, of course, by Trans-Siberian Orchestra. That's probably my favorite. Christmas Dreams by Trans-Siberian Orchestra. An Angel Came Down, the Trans-Siberian Orchestra version. Well, <laughs> Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Uh, boy, what else? A Star to Follow by Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Faith No sure.
3: <laughs>
1: An Angel Returned by Trans-Siberian Orchestra. The Silent Nutcracker. <laughs> By Trans Siberian Orchestra, Christmas Nights in Blue by the Trans Siberian Orchestra, uh, First Snow by the Trans Siberian Orchestra, Queen of the Winter Night by Trans Siberian Orchestra, and then I would say if the, I saw those are all going to be gone um, when, right. by the time I drafted, it, but if uh, if I had take one more, it'd probably be um, Find Our Way Home by the Trans Siberian Orchestra. That's probably, sure, yeah,
0: sure. Now, do people who love the Trans Siberian Orchestra do they say? Trans-Siberian Orchestra every time, or do they call them like TSO?
1: I don't know. There's only one fan of the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, and it's Brandon. So why don't we just Brandon,
0: ask well, how do Brandon, why do you guys refer to, to the band of choice? <laughs> I've never – they, aren't they in
3: concert all the time? It's like them, Mannheim, Steamroller. Don't they do packed concerts all over the country? I can't be on my own here with this.
0: No, no. They're huge. That's, that's, that's not a joke. Trans-Siberian Orchestra is so big, there are two of them traveling the country at all times. Really? Great. Selling out.
2: <laughs> do you do 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 you do sold out concerts all over the country, Michael Sure? Uh,
1: no, I don't. Fair enough. Fair. Uh, I'll take that hit. I do not. Me
2: neither. Me neither. <laughs>
1: but, I will say but... though, in all seriousness, the 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 one the my fourth pick was going to be Run Run Rudolph by Chuck Berry. Oh yeah. I feel like it. I feel like that's the good Rudolph song. It's not Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, another song Brandon chose. <laughs> that one stings. Run Run Rudolph is uh is actually good. Um, and then if my if I had one more pick after that, it would have been Christmas in New Orleans by Louis Armstrong, oh, which is good. a nice.
5: very good. a great
1: old favorite of mine. Those are those are my two non Trans Siberian Orchestra picks that I would have made.
0: What? What? Uh, by the way, i look. I, I Trans Siberian Orchestra is horrendous. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I, they are. They're terrible. Well, why have you totally guys waited so long life. to
3: say I, that? I don't.
0: No, don't You've been it on every podcast. Before it's done, uh, but I I think he's been cutting that part out, right, Michael? I mean, don't we usually do a like a haven't we ended like instead of one last meaningless thing like why Trans Siberian Orchestra sucks? Like, don't we? (laughs) Yeah, like this week's
1: reason why no one should ever listen to the Trans Siberian Orchestra. It's been a, we just we ended up cutting it for time but we do it every week every week uh, linda, wait, linda says she has one more thing to say after i uh,
0: after i did my rap oh, i want to so hear linda. what linda has to say hey, linda. linda
2: no I, I have one more thing i want to add which is that i think in general it's important that everyone uh listen to the phil specter christmas album which we have talked about a, a few times uh but also especially the part During Silent Night, when Phil Spector starts talking, is the weirdest and creepiest part of any Christmas album ever. And I talked to Darlene Love once and I asked her about that. And she was like, Yeah, we didn't know he was going to do that. And he just like, We were listening to it later and it was like, Why is he talking? (laughs) So that's, just, that's my favorite part of the Phil Spector Christmas album. is when I Phil Spector love
0: that. Talking. I love that. You know which one I thought was going to get taken? I thought uh, somebody was going to go for the Ray Charles uh, version of Winter Wonderland. You guys know yeah. that That's one? a good that, one. That's really good. Really strong. That's nice. I will,
1: uh, I'll only add one more thing too, which is that by taking Little Drummer Boy, which I was roundly mocked for, for no reason at all, <laughs> I also get the David Bowie Bing Crosby you version, do. which is yeah, the weirdest and funniest and coolest like piece of video that's it exists around holiday time. So so take that, you jerks.
2: If you had led with that, I wouldn't have made fun of you. If you said I want it because of this funny, weird David Bowie, you know, Bing Crosby thing, then I would not have made fun of you.
0: It just feels like a late round pick. It just doesn't feel like a first round pick to me. That's, that's I, I think you just reached. That's all I'm saying. I think you just reached.
3: <sighs> all all
0: right. right. Well, look. <laughs> I can't believe we made it through this thing. That's really the only thing that amazes me about this whole draft is that we actually made it through this thing. So, uh, Linda, yes, uh, thank you so much. Have oh you, have gosh, you, have thank yourself you. have yourself a merry little Christmas. Pal. Have, <laughs> yeah, that's how they should end, Joe. You have
2: yourself a merry little Christmas. No,
0: no, Joe. you have yourself a merry little Christmas. <laughs> For, Brandon, um, you know, I really did want to ask you, seriously, I mean, uh, Atlanta, I mean, it's a new team, a new thing, like, this is, this is tough, right? I mean, you've obviously, you've done some of this moving around before, but I mean, what's your thoughts kind of coming into this? I don't,
3: I haven't even had a chance to really, to process it, it's, we we went to the mountains for a couple of days, and we were away from Wi-Fi and cell service and everything, so this, of course, life had to go completely upside down, but if i was there for a couple more years or it was like a long term thing then then you'd be like okay this is really yeah. crazy but but a one year thing you're you're kind of used to the silliness of of this job as as inherently silly as it is so someone just telling you hey you don't work here anymore but we found somewhere else for you immediately is <laughs> is just pretty fitting
0: it's so weird. can I
1: give you a can I give you a piece of advice buddy and I, no, I mean obviously uh, but I do want to hammer out.
3: home that I hope I, after all the after all you've given me I can't be more glad that that Stanton is now on the Yankees <laughs> yeah! and I get to <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna facilitate this, it
4: this,
1: this is, I'm, I'm not a professional athlete but I like when you get to the new city just get all the guys around and and Maybe go see a concert, you know, take them all out to a concert. Oh my God. I don't know who's playing. Maybe uh, maybe, it's, maybe there's a, if you're lucky, maybe one of the two Trans-Siberian orchestras <laughs> will be in town. And just take them all out and just have a good time. Or maybe Amy Grant will be around. I don't know. Just uh, it's, it's a way to just, like, you know, bond with your fellow teammates.
0: The great thing about this, Brandon, in all seriousness, is you'll be in Atlanta, which is just a couple hours away from where I live. So I'll get to come down and just see you. I, I know that makes you happy that I'll get to come down and hang out with you.
3: We can do these things in person, so we can just look at each other and realize, <laughs> what are we doing.
0: You know what? Just you and I will just rip, sure, the entire time. We'll just rip him. Michael yeah. Descenzo, thank you so much for joining us. Do you see how I moved on to that? Yeah. Oh, Mike, man. awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, you have anything good? you have anything good, exciting coming up? Like, uh, you know, I know the Tonight Show, you guys, you keep doing these, like, things, skits, stuff. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I
4: just, <laughs> we have a, we have a <laughs> just leave it open for you to say something we have a two week break coming up which that is the most exciting thing wow. and then we're wow. we're going to the super Bowl so that that is going to that's going to be exciting that's awesome and
0: you're you know i mean you're not a huge football fan
4: right you no, no, i mean we don't get to watch the Super Bowl or any of the fun stuff we we have to well it's fun to put on a show but
0: yeah, but I mean None I'm saying me. you'll be doing some Super Bowl jokes, I assume. I mean, right? You'll be oh, doing yeah, a bit of fun with the Super yeah. Bowl. But Mike is a gigantic uh Seattle Mariners fan. Uh I wanna make that point. Uh <laughs> because uh I just think that's so cool. You've never been you've never lived in Seattle, you have no connection to Seattle. Why oh, because of Ken Griffey, right? Is it that was it
4: all is? Griffey as a child.
0: Yep. That's and so just cool. stuck with them. You know, we tried to get Linda here, here we are. Yeah. We tried to get Linda a team. Linda, did that Did that ever take? Are you a, an Astros fan?
2: I will be next season.
0: I'm just not <laughs> buying it. I just don't think it's going to happen. I hope it does. I hope I hope it does.
4: I feel like this was the year to be one. I know, <laughs> right? <laughs> I,
2: I like my favorite time to jump on the bandwagon is after it goes by. And then I just like to chase it. I just like to chase after it.
0: Yeah. I think it's cool. All right. Well Mike Mike uh Dicenzo will, will welcome you as a Mariner fan if that ever interests you. So Absolutely Uh Alan
5: Let's go, Yankees. I'm not
0: – forget it we're skipping you um uh, <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> no no we're not we're not skipping you alan how do uh, you know wrap it up for us what do, what do you have coming up
5: uh well i'm i'm in the putting the finishing touches on a book about the sopranos that i'm doing with matt Zoller sites
0: that's so exciting it's not
5: gonna be out for another year but we it's due on january 22nd and we've only written about half of it at this point so this will be a fun few weeks
0: nice nice can i tell them that you sent me an email can I tell them? That uh, you, you sent me an email like with a question about this about the book, or, or would that give anything away?
5: Uh, no, you can do it
0: all right. He sent me an email doing this thing on sopranos and and i i can 't remember the very specific question, but it was basically uh, and this and this I think does tell you we, we make fun of Alan a lot on the show, but it tells you the the, the, the the depths that he will go to 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 make sure he gets the right analogy. He was asking me a sort of a sp- very, very specific Springsteen question about whether a certain song right was it it was like whether a certain song was going to fit or if it was too like is it the most popular version of this or it was something very very specific that you were using as an analogy and I really appreciated that you you didn't just do it you just you went out of your way to to like go to to the like non Springsteen expert that you knew to like sort of say hey will this work I thought that was cool you do that often. If, if all the I have time. a
5: Springsteen question, I have to go to a baseball writer. I believe that's how it works. <laughs> it's
0: I'm, it's I'm t- they're taking it away from me. They're taking it away from me. Two drafts now,
3: and he has zero shares of Bruce Springsteen, zero so he's Bruce out. Bruce
0: Springsteen, he, he is <laughs> <Alex> <laughs> <footballer>. <laughs> all right, Mike. So, uh, how would you sum up this uh, this this thing?
1: I'd like to say a couple things here. First of all, it, we we all gave each other a little guff, a little guff for our very yeah. Yeah, there was a little bit. But it was all in good fun. Okay. And I admire and respect all of the people who uh, are on this insane draft. I thank them all personally for coming to uh, and joining us and doing this. This was a lot of fun. This was a first for us to have this many people. Uh, so thank all of you. And ha- I hope you all have very happy holidays sure. uh, in general. That's the first thing. The second thing is the current length of this podcast is one hour 25 minutes which is shorter than the <laughs> average one that you and i do when we're just what? the two of us what?
0: i was looking at that what does that tell is, you
1: what does that I, I i think it's very very clear what it tells us it tells us that you and i are terrible at podcasting because <laughs> when we talk for way too long and uh and it's uh, annoying uh and the third thing is i feel like what this draft has shown us um has shown us a couple of things number one that we should have an annual year end uh crazy draft where everyone who was a guest gets to come on, the, yes. Yes. <laughs> to come on and draft something because that's in fun and insane. Uh and the second thing is that the podcast in general is more fun when it's not just you and me. So I feel like we I feel like with it right at the end of the year here, after only four thousand this is our four thousand and first podcast. Right. Right. And I feel like we have just now truly yes, Linda's saying and she's correct, this is the true meaning of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> And TJ, our producer is pointing out that last week's mm-hmm. one with just Brandon was an hour forty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no, um, I think I think your point is 100 percent right though. I mean, what, what we really are finding out about this is that other people, when we have other people on the on the on the podcast, um, they're better at this than we are. So they yes, there's they no question. They lift this thing up way higher than we ever could ourselves.
1: Even li- like just Linda, the way that Linda like researched and planned.
0: I know how was. We've never done.
1: We've never done either of those things. <laughs> like <laughs> we've never researched anything, nor have we planned anything. No, and that it was true. And also, Mike, Mike D had like fifty <laughs> things to th- to th- to say that were written that were clearly written down. He we wrote have notes.
0: Nothing. To we have like nothing. this is.
1: My eyes have truly been opened, and I feel like it's a holiday miracle. And I thank all of you for for awakening us to uh, this, the the a way to make this thing better that we've been doing for like eleven years.
0: So the question is: Next year, will we take this and 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 make the podcast better? No, <laughs> not even the slightest chance. No, this
1: is mad. as good as it gets.
0: <laughs> this is it. Enjoy it, people. Enjoy it. Well, Michael, as always, thank you.
1: Joe and everyone else, thanks for having me.